0: This is Biz. I'm a part-time working mom with two full-blown kids. And I'm
1: Teresa. I have a family business, two young kids, and a toddler. This is a show about life after giving life.
0: Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, you weren't listening, were you? Plus, Business back and forth, Teresa gets impulsive, and we welcome back Nefertiti Austin to talk about her new memoir, Motherhood So White, a memoir of race, gender, and parenting in America.
1: Woo! Ooh, I wasn't ready. You? you just went right into it. I did. It. There was no pause. Oh, do we pause? Yes. I have
0: forgotten everything. And you meet
1: my eyes.
0: I do. Yes. I I am barely a person today.
1: Plus, I am like fresh off of having Jesse here last week. I know. Which is a totally different yep. thing. And I'm still off kilter from okay. that. Fair enough. Yeah. I'm
0: off kilter too because it's not like I was gone on a vacation right. where I feel like I've come back. No. Definitely, or like a planned thing, even.
1: Yeah, like I'm going to be gone for a week. So the last be, yeah.
0: moment. Mm-hmm. And I definitely feel off kilter too. And then I realized it was only the second. Time, uh-huh. I think that you've missed a I've show. I've ever missed yeah. the show that I've not done yeah. a show. And that's yeah. weird. So it felt like yeah. really weird. It was not so weird. Yeah. I'm very excited about our guest today. So am I. I really love Nefertiti Austin and I cannot wait to just join her probably in yelling about things. <laughs> She's so wonderful. But because last week was. Very nice. I am so thankful that Jesse was able to step in, and it really was a great discussion. But I really want to know how you are. I miss you.
1: Oh, yeah. I miss you, too. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Yeah, I'm good. Um, We're getting close to school starting again. This is like our last... Oscar has a half week left, and Grace has a full week left. But something happened, (laughs) which was like about a week ago, just out of nowhere, Gracie like asked me if she could get her ears pierced and I am all good with piercings. Like it's not really that big of a deal to me. And like, I kind of have always known that whenever she wanted to, I would say yes. (laughs) Like I just had never, it's never been like an issue for me, but she hadn't ever asked and that was fine too. And I think she was surprised (laughs) at how like easy it was to get me to say yes to that. And I was just, I just said, Yeah. And she's like, really? She's so excited. And I was like, yeah. And then she's like, when can we go? And I I should have taken a minute. Yeah. I should have taken a minute. And in my mind, I was thinking to myself, I'm ready to go right now. (laughs) Like, I was thinking, should I... Should I think this through? Does Jesse care? Do I need to talk to him about it? Do I need to? Is there anything I'm not thinking of that could potentially be an issue here? I don't think there's an issue. It's summer. We don't have anything to do. I can take her, get her ears pierced. (laughs) Um, So I should have said, let me think about it and talk to daddy and I'll report back to you tomorrow. Yeah. But I didn't do that. Mm. I said, we can go this week. Woo! Yeah. Hot dog. And she said, when this week? And I said, as soon as I can get you an appointment. Boom. So <laughs> suddenly you're a cool, mom.
0: I know. Where did my mother go? Woo! <laughs> Let's go on a road trip and drive off a cliff. Yes. <laughs> and so I
1: went ahead and found someone and made the appointment. And then something came into my brain, <laughs> which was. Can you go swimming after you you get your ears pierced? And I looked it up, and you're really not supposed to go Mm. swimming, especially in public pools, right after you get your ears pierced. It Uh can cause infection. There's lots of bacteria in there. Yeah. So I messaged the person we made the appointment with and was like, Is this really a thing? What if we're careful about like cleaning the piercings after? And she's like, "Eh, No, you really need to wait. Like, if it's a public pool, you really need to wait like at least four weeks for a public pool. And I was like, Okay, well, she's got swim lessons this week, so I moved the appointment, and basically it was, Grace had a complete meltdown because I had told her it was going to happen on Tuesday, and I moved it to Friday just because I didn't want to cancel the lessons, and we still have like two weeks left of summer, and I was like... I, what are you gonna do? It's a hundred degrees outside. Yeah. There's nothing to do but go to the pool and go swimming. Yeah. Like, there's no. There's nothing else to do. But she was so attached to the idea yeah. of getting her ears pierced by then that even just moving it like three days, yeah. like she went and cried for a while to for like deal, while. like to deal with that yeah. pain. You know. Yeah. Because I had said yes so quickly, mm. and I had said this week so quickly, like I. Felt okay about my decision to move the yeah. appointment a few days, but I didn't feel like it was. I didn't want to like betray what I had just said moments ago, like yeah. so clearly, to say like we're gonna wait till school starts, or like we're right. gonna wait till you know it's fall and we don't yeah. want to swim as much, or like yeah, I just didn't. So we did it. We we <laughs> went last Friday. Gracie did amazing. Her ears look great. It's a total pain in the ass to keep them clean. You have to do a bunch of stuff. She knocked an earring out last night by accident. And I spent, Jesse was out. And so I spent like a bunch of time trying to find the backing <laughs> and I couldn't. So I had to yeah. get one of my backings uh. and clean it and use that. Hopefully that won't fall off. Yeah. And it's a whole thing. thing. So back to what I said at the beginning, I should have taken a day mm. to think this through it was it's great yeah. it was great I don't necessarily regret it no but I do regret the impulsive way <laughs> that I just dove right <laughs> it especially with this yeah. kid who's not a kid who will be like oh, okay whatever mom like she's gonna hear what I said yeah. and then she's gonna hold me to that yeah so wow here's that well huh it's a I can mixed see,
0: bag, you I can, know? It's, yeah, uh, it's a sack of bananas. It's but a sack of bananas. I can see all of those things happening. Exactly. Uh-huh. Like that, all of it actually makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. How are you, Biz? I'm all right. Okay. I have... More time till school starts. Oh, yeah. And very sad and sweet. We have officially done with the preschool that both oh. kids went to. And they're wonderful. And that is very nice. And I will always be grateful that we were able to finally find a place that, you know, really was wonderful to our, our kids. But the other side of that all is we're all, we're all home. And it's the end of summer, and I'm certainly not doing okay in general, uh, even when I just had one kid around also. Now i got both kids around all summer. Mm -hmm. Ellis, obviously, in preparation for kindergarten, is, you know, having some unable-to-name-it-probably-anxiety of some kind, which is really ranching up the -uh -the must-sit-and-be-touching-and-talking-to-mama-all-the-time. But not what I was going to talk about. Mm. Just setting the mood. Okay. (laughs) So, Katie Bell... Turned 10 a little bit ago. Aww. And we, Stefan, at the very beginning, we had Katie Bell, when she turned one, he made an amazing music video of video clips that we had taken throughout her first year. And he has continued to do that for both kids every year. And they are amazing. And Katie Bell, uh, the next day after her birthday, it was just me and her at home, and she started watching all of them in a row. Mm. But she went from like oldest backwards. So I'm watching, and I. Wait, oldest. So she started like with her 10 year old video, and then watched her nine, and then eight. And then as we got like further and further back, she then started watching some of just the regular videos that weren't it, like that weren't music video. They're just. Videos, the actual videos that he wound up using, so you can hear us talking and stuff like that. And I had two very specific feelings. Okay, one feeling was, Wow, yeah, look at my baby! Yes, okay, that was very nice. That was immediately like pushed aside by this memory of how long boring those days were and i i'm like I, I i know that that's like the opposite of what you should be saying but no, like I love we're it. sitting there on the floor i'm like oh i remember for her it was a mirror i had like the big long mirror out in the kitchen you know we lived in this like small brooklyn apartment right like you know the mirror we would sit in front of the mirror and play games and i would like and i could hear the music i was listening to then like in the videos and like oh now there was something else i am trying to bring in to make the day pass yeah at all yeah yeah and i just thought i do not think we recognize enough how long and boring that can be yeah i mean it's like peppered with really great like moments yeah totally and those aren't lost it's just we're kind of told to only talk about those great moments yeah and not the hours upon hours of like mind-numbing boredom yeah But you still have to, like, play and do stuff with your kid. Right. So that. Thank Thank you for that. I just wanted to say that out loud. Yeah. I I would like to say the video for me did not, like, erase memories and trigger only joyful thoughts of, isn't parenting great? It did the opposite. Mm -hmm. Oh, so glad. So glad that's over. (laughs) Speaking of remembering the past and Hearing your own voice of the past, talking to your children. I think that ties in nicely to what we're going to talk about today, which is you weren't listening I am surprised by the fact that I am talking to my children all the time at varying levels of volume about very important things. And they seem to not hear me. Uh And I can tell that they don't hear me only usually after the fact when they yell at me, you didn't tell me. Yes. Or you never said that. Or, but I didn't hear you. Sometimes I get that. Like a good mm. example, I'm just going to start with the most basic example, which is okay, I've gone to pick Ellis up from school, like his preschool. Yeah. And I've told him that morning on the way home, we're going to be stopping by the store to grab something because the store is near your school. That's what we're going to do. Okay, we're heading home. But we're stopping by the store. Suddenly Ellis will say, Where are we going? And I'll say, We're we're going by the store to grab that thing we need to grab. You didn't tell me we were gonna do that. Hysterical mm-hmm. incitement. very upset, very like, This I just need to go home. Well, no, I I did tell you mm-hmm. that. No, you didn't. Mm-hmm. This this morning, sitting, and like I, I almost wonder if part of this discussion is What's the point in fucking trying to remind them that you did, in fact, fucking tell them? I know. So many fucks. Yes. So do
1: people listen to you and your health? (laughs) You originally texted this to me. And I was like, it was crazy because I had had a day with Oscar that was the most times of that thing happening that has ever happened with him ever all in one day it was a day that like curtis went to preschool and i had grace and oscar with me that day yeah and i didn't write a schedule up for them or like paint a picture of the day on paper for them But in the morning, I clearly mapped out about four different things that were like the different phases of the day. This is going to happen. Then this is going to happen. Then this is going to happen. Then this is going to happen. Right. And that is exactly what happened. All of those things happened as planned. Yeah. Everybody said okay to me in the morning. (laughs) And then each time we transitioned from one thing to the next... Even giving because my kids do need the they yeah. need the preparation and then they also need the reminder like yeah. now remember we're gonna go do this now right so I'm doing that and literally I'm telling you Oscar didn't remember any of them yeah he didn't remember any of the stuff that I'd said in the morning except maybe like one thing and he did he like remembered one thing we yeah. were gonna do but then even after being reminded we would like sh- like I would say come on it's time to go we're gonna go do blah 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 yeah. He'd get ready. He'd get in the car. We'd get to the place and yeah. he'd say, what are we doing here? Yeah. You didn't tell me we were going to do this. You didn't tell me. And I'm like, I was I was really calm about it, actually. Yeah. I, was like, <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm so sorry that it's not like you're yeah. not here. It must be really weird to not know what's happening. But I did tell you a few times, but it seems like your ears are having trouble staying open today. <laughs> so that must be really confusing for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, really, yeah. like, it's gotta be very confusing. Yeah, And he, like, it was, he wasn't having, he wasn't, like, screaming at me about yeah. it on that day. On but that But there day. have been yeah. days where he's done the same thing where he's like, you didn't tell me this. No, you didn't. Yeah. You said blah, blah, blah. And it's like, he really does yeah. genuinely, ha- like, all rudeness aside, yeah. he has a different story in yeah. his head. About what I said. Okay, yeah. So that, I think that's actually kind of two things.
0: One, they either literally didn't hear us. And so there's just no, that story's just not even there. Yeah. And then I also think there's the heard
1: something yeah. totally different. Yeah. Heard what he wanted to yeah, hear. Heard what he wanted to hear. Or heard and, part of it yeah. and filled in the rest himself. Yeah, that's Kate. I still yeah. get that with Katie Bell at yeah. 10.
0: Yeah. The like... But you said we were going to, like, the yeah. pool or something. And I'll be like, yeah. okay, what I said was, yeah. if A and B happen, yeah. then we can do C. Yeah. Or yeah. I said, we're going to do this, but after, after, we after do we've blah, blah, done blah. this. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, and she's like, but that's not what you said. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. but it is what I said. Yeah. You only heard part of it. Right. And I, too, try and be incredibly <laughs> calm with They're Like, oh. I'm sorry you didn't hear that, but I stood right in front of you and told you. Another one that happens in our house that makes me think I'm going crazy Uh is like Ellis will be on the couch in the morning like for his like, you know, one TV show time. And he'll say, you know, I'm hungry. Right. And I'll say, how do we ask? Yeah. You know, and he'll say, I'm hungry. May I please have a snack? Yeah. Okay. What would you like? He's going back to watching the Yeah, he's the gone. Show. He's yeah. gone.
2: Yeah.
0: Ellis. Yeah. What would you like? Yeah. Ellis. Ellis. Yeah.
2: Ellis. Then you have to go pause the show. What would you like? Yeah.
0: Pause. Yeah. Pause. And then he's like, yeah. what? And yeah. I said, you asked for yes. a snack. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> what are my choices? Okay, your choices are, you know, griddle or I was
1: like, can I just say never mind? Because this is your idea. This is, okay,
0: because there's two versions of this story. So the, like, <laughs> earlier versions were me going to the, what do you want, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. Get the choices. Yeah. Okay, come over. Give him the choice. I mean, give him what he's chosen. Yeah. And the water bottle. yeah. And I'm just, everybody remember, I've given him the water bottle. Now I'm going to go back around to the I'm hungry, and I say, what do you want? And he doesn't respond, and so I don't respond. Right. And then that becomes, where's my snack? And I'm like, well, I asked you. Ten minutes later, I (laughs) said I was hungry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's that. But then, okay, water bottle. Okay. So then, (laughs) then suddenly he'll start screaming, I need water! And I'm like. It's right next to you. Yeah. One time, the first time this happened, he got really upset that he hadn't been aware the water had been there. Yeah. Like you didn't was, tell like, me. So freaky
1: that yeah. suddenly
0: there's water there. You I didn't, didn't know there was water yeah, there. You didn't tell me <laughs> that there was water there. And I'm like, I came over and like put it. So like the next yeah. time I'm like, Ellis, and here's your water. Yeah. Do you see it? Yeah. I'm putting it next to you. Yeah. I didn't know I had water. I don't know how else to show you, and like yes, yes, yes. There's a whole other discussion of come yeah. and get it yourself, and right. we, do you it. Like, yeah. we do that it's too. Get it, like we do that too. It's a specific
1: time of day yeah. that you're doing what you're doing, right? Yeah. But the main
0: point is, even when it comes to something that they really yeah. want, yeah, they don't hear, yeah. And I do the call, and go, oh, that's so hard. Yeah. But then there's like other times where I'm like, because <laughs> this feels like a trap that. Is no good that I only think about after yeah. where I start to then get into it, say, with Kate, Bell, Yeah. She's like, no, you didn't. Yeah. Yes, I did. Right. No, you didn't. Yeah. I told you. Yeah. You didn't hear. And yeah. then it's becoming like an argument. Right. And there's it's like no a, way yeah. I can prove to her that she heard me yeah. or that I said it. Yeah. Right. Besides videotaping it, which I have done. Or like making them yeah. sign. Do you see? Yeah. yeah, this is what we're doing. Yeah, but that's obnoxious. So, what's that
1: about? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I will say like we've gotten better with Grace at eight. Like sure. she she does this thing, which is I didn't realize she was doing it until somebody pointed it oh. out to me, and. She also misunderstands stuff that I say all the time, just like Oscar. Yeah. But she asks for clarification. Oh. She does it all the time. She does it because she's always like, I think they're just busy most of the time when I like busy mentally. Like most of the time when I'm talking to them, they're also thinking about something else. So they're only catching part of what I say. That's right. uh, That's essentially what's going on. Yeah. But Grace will notice that she missed something that I said so she will say what did you say oh she says what did you say many times a day then I can what's great about that is then she's actually listening to me because she's she's asking for clarification so then I can say it then she knows what's happening Mm. we also with her do a lot of like say back to me what we just agreed on which is really annoying, but, but does it help? It. I think it sometimes. does. I feel like with her it does. Yeah. I don't think we do it with Oscar. Yeah. Because I mean, I guess we sometimes do it with Oscar. Yeah. But it's like it takes a lot of time with Oscar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereas, like Grace will just pretty much say it back because yeah. she's so annoyed. Like, let's move on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm Got done. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, with Oscar, I just feel like it's like another, like. Repeating it back is like a another task, yeah, or thing for him to not hear. Yes, <laughs> totally, <laughs> totally. Yeah, I, m- mostly I just think he's attending to other things in his mind, right, or or in his environment. If they're watching TV, all bets are all off. bets are. I off, mean, and Oscar does the same thing where he will like ask a question while he's watching TV, and then I know that I don't even answer. I yes. just walk over there, pause it, yeah, and I say what's. Let's have a conversation, like, let's, because yeah. there's no way, oh, yeah. not, he's not going to be able to do both at once. Right. He's Can just I not. just
0: ask, this is also one of those things that I think is funny, but I don't think Stefan thinks is funny, but like, I'll go pause yeah. and I'm trying to get clarification and like, Ellis cannot make eye contact though. Right. He's got like, the eyes yeah. like slowly yeah. wander back to the TV, even though yeah. it's not moving and I say, Ellis, look at me while yeah. we're talking. Yeah. Roll slowly to yeah. the side. Look back at me. Yeah. Stay focused. Yeah. You know, so sometimes I just turn it off altogether and then turn it back on. Yeah.
1: But like, <laughs> I turn my laptop around. Yes. Yeah, so I, I turn does, like, it faces the other way for a second. I also
0: just much. think it's kind of hilarious. Like I'm watching a movie about screen addiction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah. No, they can't. They can't hear you during that
1: point. Yeah. I, but there's also other things that are like that yes. that aren't as obvious. Like right. there's something else going on in the room. And I think it's easy to tune that sure. out and have a conversation. And he might seem like he's kind of hearing me, but he's not yeah. tuning it out. He's got all of it going In on. Yeah. So it's too much. It's I'm, too much to parse out right now because he's five. Yeah, I'm making a face because I don't
0: want to be understanding of my children sure. sometimes. Fair. But that makes, I mean, that makes sense. And I know that's true, too. Like I know. They're kids. Yeah. Like, there's, like, just, like... Years of selective deafness that they are going to like <laughs> is going to be part of it. Yeah, this is definitely one of those ones I don't want to do the work on yeah. because I'm like, this is just like it goes back to like that discussion we had where like I am the giver and keeper oh, yeah. of all no's and yeses oh, yeah. and answers yes. of like
1: I can have all get... the rules and I have all yes. the yeah, I can't get through
0: any task yeah. because I'm having to stop and try and get you to listen. When you're not listening. And I just want to wrap up on the fact that the few times my kids have listened, it's when I've told them we're going to do something and then something happens where we can't. Yeah. They seem to like hold on to any time I've said you can get a thing at Target or you can do a special thing. Yeah, they don't miss that. They don't miss that. Yeah. Not at all. No.
1: One Bad Mother is supported in part by Michelin Tires. Woo,
0: I live in Los Angeles, and therefore, I rely on my tires a lot because I am starting and stopping, merging, zipper merging. Oh, my God, children are screaming. Other people aren't paying attention. Lots of times, I have had to come to very quick stops because stopping safely matters Michelin Premier All-Season
1: Tires are a
0: great choice.
1: When worn Michelin Premier All-Season Tires come to a complete stop, some other worn tires are still traveling over 15 miles per hour. So next time when you're looking for new tires for the family car, consider Michelin Premier All-Season Tires. Michelin, performance every time. Wow! Oh my God! Oh my God! I saw what you did! Oh
0: my God! I'm paying attention! Wow! You mom are a genius! Oh my God! That's fucking genius!
1: Okay, so we needed to get a couple keys made, and I had Gracie with me, and I we were picking up Curtis from preschool, and it had been a whole day, and I but I just needed to do this, and so. I'm like saying we're Curtis's preschool is like right across the street from a like regular grocery store and we're in the parking lot and I'm getting Gracie like back in the car and getting Curtis strapped in and I'm saying to her like I know it's hot and I know we're all ready to be done for the day but we are going to make one more stop. We're going to go to the hardware store and get some keys made and then we're going to go home and she's like there's a key making machine inside this store. And I was like, what? She's like, yeah, there's a, like a machine yeah. that makes keys in, right here in this store. You can make any key, even a car key. And I was like, oh, really? She's like, yeah. I looked at it. I was like, okay, well, let's go in. <laughs> and so I just, because we were already parked, yeah. I hadn't strapped anyone in yet. So we just went into the grocery store. They did indeed have yeah. a machine that I was heretofore unfamiliar with. Yep. It worked perfectly. It wow. was so easy. And Curtis and Gracie thought it was so cool that they were all mellow and, like, paying attention and staying with me and stuff. Yeah. Like, it wasn't all crazy. And we didn't have to make another stop. We got our keys made in the store. Wow. Yeah, I was just like, hey, thanks, kid. Yeah. Like, you just helped me. Not that fast. Yeah. There's, like,
0: a quick, like, there's, like, a, like a slight moment where... You have to be like, oh, you might actually be yeah. old enough to actually yeah. be
1: telling me something yeah. that's real. Oh, you know more than I do yeah. about something, and you can therefore help me. And the genius is, you trusted <laughs> I it. I did. You didn't just be like, oh, no, we are yeah. going to the Obviously hardware store that's... where I yeah. know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. you
0: just did it. Yeah. Good job. Thank you. So a couple of weeks ago, we had that trip across country to Philadelphia for 72 hours, and it it went well. It was fine. I mean, yeah, stuff happened, but... <laughs> uh, the genius was I got all of us in one suitcase. So good. We amazing. Only took Yeah. one perfect suitcase. That's amazing. We checked in one, We one. both we both kept like feeling like we got out of the car, we're like yeah. try, we're like usually we have so much more yes. that we're we don't we can't even. Yeah. one
1: So great. I love it so much. I felt like a
0: god. Yeah, you are. Thank you.
2: Hi, I'm calling with a genius and with a three-year-old that doesn't always feel like a common thing. So we were at the playground yesterday and grandparents are visiting. So the three of us were eating lunch under a pavilion and my three-year-old was on the one-foot-high, like, wobbly balance step things, and I noticed he was kind of stuck and wanted someone to hold his hand. So I went over, and he yelled at me that he didn't want me and was kind of a jerk and that he wanted Grammy. So I calmly explained to him that Grammy was eating her sandwich, and he could wait for her or I could help him. And he yelled at me again, so I said, okay, and I walked away and went back to my lunch. And then he just stood there and... Eventually started to cry, and it was a crowded playground day, so it was like all of a sudden all the moms noticed this poor crying child by himself. (laughs) Gasp! whose is he? So I said, he's mine, and he's being a jerk to me, and he yelled at me because he has to wait for Grammy to eat. Or I could help him, and if he's going to be mean to me, then he can wait. And I walked away, and I gave no fucks (laughs) whatsoever. anybody thought and I actually had a few moms say good job you shouldn't be mean to you and Grammy had like two bites left so it was no big deal and then she went to help him and it was fine but I was proud of myself for not letting my three-year-old be an asshole to me and not giving any fucks what playground moms thought because I was doing a good job and you're doing a good job and playgrounds can suck sometimes (laughs) thanks bye
0: yeah Good job, um, great. I actually am like, I wish I had the strength to be that like clear and defined in s- boundaries, yeah, consistently. Yeah. And I know, I mean, maybe the next day you went back and you like let the you know didn't do that. But I just, I love that clear. No, okay, yeah. you. I've given you your choice, yeah. you've and made they, your choice. and yeah. you've made a choice, yeah, and it's okay. You're yeah. not really in danger of yeah. anything. This yeah. is
1: just. You're okay. And by the way, all the other playground moms have been in that situation and they get that. And everybody has their boundaries. It's just that a lot of times at the playground, that goes out the window because we're worried about what other people think. Yeah. So, like, it's kind of great. Yeah. That you just kind of did something that we're all trying to do anyway. Yeah. I mean, you did it in public <laughs> where like other people have to view the discomfort yeah. and that's okay. Yeah. Like, it really is. Yeah. And it's inspiring. Yeah. To do, I
0: mean, like even though I didn't witness you doing this, to hear you talk about it makes me go, I can do this in public. Yeah. Yeah. I just, <laughs> just rip my shirt off and run through the street. <laughs> You're doing a remarkable job. Yeah, you are. Failures.
3: Fail, 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 fail!
1: You suck. Fail me, Teresa. Okay, I had (laughs) two instances of accidentally hitting my kids, like, in the last couple days. So one of them was... Oscar was running behind me into the Mm. office and I wanted him to stop, but I didn't realize I was holding keys in my hand. (laughs) He was totally fine. But but I I felt horrible. And then the other one was worse (laughs) and funnier, which was that I was so we have like a gate outside our house and you have to reach up and over it to open it. And it's kind of annoying to do because you have to like kind of stay. We don't have a whatever. You have to like balance and grab it with one hand. And I opened it and I let Curtis in and he went in and then I was holding it like open kind of with my leg. But then I was try I was holding a bunch of stuff and I was trying to get stuff out of our mailbox at the same time. And our mailbox is like stupidly metal, and it gets to be like ten (laughs) thousand degrees. And so I was like trying to grab stuff with one hand and totally burning my arm, and trying to hold the gate open. And Curtis just thought it would be funny to try to close the gate on me. Um. And I was like, "Don't close the gate! Don't close the gate!" And he kept trying to do it, and I just kicked it with my leg because I was like, "I'm trying to prop it open, trying to hold it open." Well. I kicked it, and he was standing right behind uh, it. So it hit him, and then he fell backwards. Yeah, oh. Meanwhile, I was, like, burning myself. Like so, yeah. It was so stupid. I could have yeah. just, like, put myself. It was so well, stupid. Sure. Yeah, no. Anyways, injuring yeah. my children. Felt terrible. Yeah. Two in a row. Oh, yeah. You're doing a horrible job. I know. Summer. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sometimes I forget that we have a job in which we talk publicly about things. Um, (laughs) And so as we all know, last week I wasn't here because, and and now I can't even remember how clear we were about why I wasn't here. But Ellis on Sunday of last week started throwing up and like Mm -hmm. threw up multiple times and, you know, and that night. And so I had to stay home with him on Monday. He couldn't go to school. Stefan's work wouldn't allow I couldn't come to the show. Yeah. Right? So fast forward to this week, a week later, yesterday, and the phone rings, and it's my folks, and my dad says, Elizabeth, and he's definitely using a tone, that I'm like, oh, my God, what? Like, <laughs> yeah. what? And he says, we have a neighbor that listens to your show. Now, of course, that can oh. also mean anytime yeah. I mean, I don't know where. You could be listening yes. to something. God, I said five years ago sure. where I was having a mental breakdown or right. whatever. Yeah. And I thought, and then my next thought was, did I say something about my parents on the show? Yeah. Right? <laughs> and she, he goes, and she ran into your mother on a walk and asked how you and Ellis were doing. Oh, God. Is something... Yeah. Wrong? I was like, oh, okay. And so I like explained, no, oh, no, he was just, he was throwing up and so and I go through the whole thing. Yeah. But like, I felt yeah. really bad that yeah. I hadn't told my parents parents, yeah. but also...
1: But also, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, like, not something you always, always necessarily would. have a moment to right. tell me summer, oh, it's summer. We're, like, so busy. Yeah. And I just was, like,
0: so my poor parents' mama yeah. was, like, oh, I just, you know, almost fell over trying to get, you know, home or whatever. And I just was, like, we're all okay? Yeah. We're all okay. Yeah. And, like, anyway, I just was, like, I felt kind of bad. Yeah. And also naked. And it's also totally fine that the neighbor... Said something to my folks. Like, I was like 100%. Yeah. But I just was like, oh, yeah. And, you know, there was a part of me that knew I should have called. Right. But, like, hmm, I'm just failing as a daughter and a mother. You do suck. I do. Yeah. (laughs)
3: Hi. This is a fail. I was putting my two year old son down for a nap and he was pretty much out. And my older son really wanted to, he wanted to help him go to sleep, whatever. (laughs) Anyway, I let him put his arm through the slat of the crib to give a nice, soft, gentle, you know, pat, good night pat. And sure enough, his arm got stuck in between the slats of the crib. And, you know, we got it out, but it was not without crying and a loud noise and woke up little brother so that just did not go as planned it was not as cute as I hoped <laughs> thanks you guys are doing a great job yeah this the old
4: kitchen just...
0: your... <laughs> it's so possible yeah and like my hat yeah. And really, the worst part is that the baby brother woke up. Yeah. So now, now you've got upset yeah. toddler and upset yeah. baby. And there's the fear of like, I knew this. I, you know, like, yeah. for me, I'm always like, don't, don't with the railing. Your head's going to get stuck right. or whatever. And I think yeah. back to like a Designing Women in which Julia Sugarbaker gets her head stuck in uh-huh. the like historic banister at this like estate. And they uh-huh. like butter becomes involved, oh, you know, but like, I get it. Mm -hmm. I can see it. It was such a sweet idea. It was such a sweet idea. That's what makes the fail taste extra awful.
1: (laughs) You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you, I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Postmates. Woo! Oh my God. Countless times it's happened
0: where I'm about to start cooking dinner and realize that I am missing that one ingredient that actually
1: makes the dinner, and I have no other backup dinner plans. So Postmates is your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever kind of delivery service all year round.
0: Postmates, the largest on-demand network in the U.S. Postmates will bring you whatever you need within the hour. Wine. (laughs) No more trips to the store. You don't even have to know where the store is. Download the app for iOS or Android for free. Browse local restaurants and businesses and track your delivery in real time. And this is important.
1: For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use the code BADMOTHER. That's code BADMOTHER for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it. Postmate it, download Postmates, and save with code BADMOTHER.
0: This week, we are talking to author and memoirist Nefertiti Austin, who writes about the erasure of diverse voices in motherhood. Her work around this topic has been shortlisted for literary awards and appeared in the Huffington Post, Mother, The Establishment, Modern Essence.com, Adoptive Families Magazine, and more. An alumni of Bread Loaf Writers Conference and VONA, her first two novels, Eternity, and Abandon helped usher in the black romance genre in the mid-1990s. You can also hear her on a previous OBM, uh, episode 201, uh, and we're going to recap a little bit about what we talked there, and her forthcoming memoir is called Motherhood So White, a memoir of race, gender, and parenting in America. Welcome back, Nefertiti. Nefertiti. Thank you so very much. All right, before we get in to the new memoir, as well as recapping a little bit about your last visit with us, why don't we ask you what we always ask, which is who lives in your house?
5: Well, since the last time we spoke, we've had two new additions. So there's my son, who is now a tween, soon to be a (laughs) teen. Oh,
0: my God. Whoa. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, tweendom. That's crazy. It's, it's a
5: special time, yes, and <laughs> my little one is now six, and she is doing great, and we've added two sheep Poos to the party. <laughs> so they're Shih Tzu Poodle Mixes, wow. and their names are Sid Hartha and Monsieur Lafayette, because we want it to be inclusive in our household.
0: <laughs> I love this. And, re- and
5: respect everyone's culture. That's I great. Love it. Yeah.
0: That is a exciting addition to the house. And, uh, yeah, I'm with Teresa. I cannot believe how uh, old everybody is now.
1: Yeah. I know. That's in it. our
0: houses, too. Yeah, in our houses, is- too. It's weird. It's starting to get weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is starting to get weird around here. <laughs> Definitely. So yeah. the last time you were on the show, you were here to talk to us about your decision to adopt and how yeah. that unintentionally propelled you to become an adoption advocate and a voice for single black adoptive moms. Part of that is because they're just no books. They're just hardly any parenting books by people of color. And now we've got a new one to add to the list of wonderful resources. And that's your new memoir, Motherhood So White. I'd like to start with talking about what led to the book and I also want to spend a little time on the title. I love this title so much. Thank you. Yeah. Well, let's see. Actually, I had been
5: writing about race and adoption and gender for a whole bunch of years. And one of the articles, um, I'll come come back to that because it's... It's how we got the title for the book. But in any event, one of the editors at uh, Mother Meg Lemke, she put me in touch with you wonderful ladies. And actually, when I was on your show, unbeknownst to me, there were two crucial people out there in the world listening, and that was Kate McKean, who shortly thereafter became my agent.
1: Woo-hoo. Yay, Kate. And, yeah,
5: Kate! Yes, and then a year later... Anna Michaels, who became my editor, I, I learned was also listening on the same day. Oh, and wow. so basically, I, I, I bow down to you ladies having me on the show that day. It was just <laughs> meant to be because the right people were listening at the right time. And Kate was able to see what other agents who had passed on me. i would gotten almost 60 rejections. She was one of the ones, the only one, essentially, who said, yeah, no, we can do this. This will be great. Whereas other agents said, wow, this is important, and you're a great writer, and you're right. The, you're, there are no stories out there like that, but it's too marginal. I can't sell it. No one's going to buy it. Uh-huh. And Kate had a very different perspective, obviously. Mm-hmm. And uh, Anna Michaels of Source Books, they also felt very differently. They felt that so this is a story we haven't heard that needs to be out in the world. And that is essentially how that got going. And um, as far as the title goes, I had written an article called Adoption So White. Yeah. So it's kind of play on Oscar So White. And just the fact that the adoption community is very white and it definitely seemingly caters to transracial adoption, i.e. white parents who have adopted children of color. And it was great having an article in Adoptive Families magazine, but even that was one of a few articles written by, there are lots of articles about us, but written by us. And I've been really pushing towards and just sort of making a statement about the fact that motherhood in general continues to be by and for white women. And yet, I'm not a white woman, and I'm a
0: mother. Yeah. I You know, I want to go back to the word, uh, what was it, marginalized? Yes. Is that what they said? And I'm like, you know, what that that means is not white. (laughs) I mean, not to be too specific, but like because the market is so geared towards one listener and one voice, it makes it feel like any other voice could never sell, could never be important when, when that's completely the opposite. And Absolutely. it's such a horrible assumption that I, it just makes me crazy. The assumption that yeah. like anybody who is not uh, white has no interest in sharing their stories and or having any interest in uh, how to approach parenting from a variety of ways.
5: Oh, sure. And there's diversity within <laughs> white motherhood. So exactly. there's no one yeah. motherhood. But the assumption is that there's this sort of middle, upper middle class, mm-hmm. heterosexual way to parent, way to mother. And anything outside of that, there are a few exceptions, but anything outside of that is not going to be interesting to this core group, as if that's the only group that reads <laughs> mom books. <laughs>
0: Now it's crazy. All right. You open your new memoir with the story of bringing your son to a Black Lives Matter rally in Beverly Hills. Of all places. I, I know. know. <laughs> it's just the best. My life is
5: a rice of contradictions.
0: I know. No, it's good. It's good. Can you talk about why you started the book that way?
5: I wanted the reader to be able to quickly kind of get into my frame of mind. Yeah. And I thought that that would be the best way because I hope that it would really kind of touch upon the universal mom aspects of it's cold, I want my child to be warm, mm-hmm. and then there's the, I guess, social justice activist side where, well, we need to go and support a woman who lost her child due to violence, so then that's the, the racism piece. And then my own awakening, and as parents, if you have ideas about your child and what life is going to be like with them, and then they arrive, and all of your plans get blown up. Mm-hmm. And so I was hoping that in those first few pages, that it would be a space where even if it wasn't your reality necessarily, or you wouldn't be touched by what happened to Trayvon Martin, it would be a place where you could find me.
0: Yeah. I don't really understand how anybody could not be touched by Drayvon Martin or any of the things that have, you yeah. know, gone on like that. But I I was looking back when you were with us the last time and I was kind of wondering, I wanted to touch base a little bit, and, and you do talk about this some, but the the perception that people have mm-hmm. about people of color who adopt and are single. And mm-hmm. I remember you shared this thing about even your own friends were like, you know, you can't give them back when you're tired, right? Like they- Oh, that was my
3: grandmother. <laughs> no, your
0: grandmother. That's right. <laughs> <Yes>. and, then- <laughs> and then, but then there were also people who were like coming up and making assumptions about your marital status, yeah. what men must be like, and, yeah. you know, no father, blah, blah, blah. I was wondering, like, as it's, you know, you now have a teen and an older, you know, six-year-old. I, yeah. Tell me a little bit about how that's been evolving for you. Is that still something you're running into? Yeah.
5: Um, I think what's happening now because in, in my immediate household, it's a same race adoption. Yeah. And because we all favor, I think the assumption is that I'm divorced. Right. Or that my husband is elsewhere for whatever reason. Yeah. And it may be because I do have a certain level of education and I've been certain places. So on a socioeconomic level, if you know me or kind of know me, I think I present as a a whole family, including a a father, (laughs) a husband, versus we're still a whole family. Yeah. It's me. Yeah. And um so that is pretty much uh, that's been my perception of things, because I will get, they don't ask right away, it'll come a little later, so, your husband, and then it kind of trails off. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, their father, or the other ways are, oh, because my kids are tall for their age, and yeah. I am not, but my magic mirror says that I'm 5'10", <laughs> right although that might not be true. So I get a lot of, oh, their dad must be tall, or, oh. yes, and so I have a bunch of freckles, and my... Son has a few. My daughter's got one or two. So, you know, people are kind of checking to see the commonalities in our physical presentation.
0: Yeah, man, we're weird. People are <laughs> weird. I mean, humans are just like, and I mean, even think about like the casualness of the like question of like, oh, the father must be tall. Mm-hmm. Or like, a, yeah.
1: <laughs> just like, mm-hmm. we
0: can't stop ourselves from <laughs> opening our mouths. No, we I, can't.
5: It's <laughs> amazing.
1: All right. Or maybe we. Can. Oh, maybe we can.
0: Maybe we can. We
5: could maybe try. We, we could try. To learn and try. try. Yeah, try.
1: practice.
0: Okay. Also, you're talking about something in the book that we've talked about on the show, and it's so important. You say, every mother I know is an amazing multitasker and makes life easy for everyone around her. This ease is deceptive because much of a mother's work occurs behind the scenes. Money talks in our nation, and a dollar figure on such an important job would finally raise all of our worth as mothers. Yes. Let's go there. Let's talk about it. I mean, like, the line makes life easy for everybody around her makes me want to cry.
5: Well, we do. I know. No, because it's so true. Yeah, and we talk about self-care. Yeah. And I'm always talking with my friends about trying to figure out like, okay, what does that mean? Because it's more than just, okay, I bought myself a nice pair of shoes because that does not take away the fatigue and the exhaustion of the everydayness of getting up, starting our day with what do these people need? How can I get it for them? And how can we have a smooth morning? Or how can I get my daughter down to bed in a timely fashion or go here or go there. Like right now, it's back to school time. My kids have a week or so before they return. And yesterday, instead of doing things for myself, I got on a mission and I was like, We need school clothes. Well we need school supplies. We gotta do this. We gotta do that. <laughs> and I just ran myself ragged last night. I mean the whole day. And so by the time I needed to do something for myself, I was exhausted. I just I couldn't think about anything else. But I think it's part of our culture and mm-hmm. part of our Wiring, you're not a good mother if you are not wrung out at the end of the day and on the verge of dying early and your hair gray sooner than you'd like it to be because <laughs> you put everyone before you. And even vacations, the things that we do. I don't know. My son said something to me, and I got real petty, and I reminded him, I didn't want to go on this trip. This is for you. Yeah. I've already been to these places. And I, uh, you know. Hate to be like that, but it happens sometimes. <laughs>
0: no, but it does happen. I mean, like, I, Teresa shared a story the other day, and I, the, the words came out of my mouth where she said she turned to her kids and said, I am a person, you know.
1: I am like a person. Yeah. And I like I'm said, like you. I'm I, also a person. Yeah. Yes. I'm not just mom. Yeah. I'm a person, another person, person. with feelings. Yeah,
0: needs. Yeah, like it's you know I had to do this thing with my daughter last night where I watch her. Her brother will, little brother will come up and ask her to do something, and she'll say, "Not right now. I don't want to do that. I want to do something else." Sure. And he begs, and she keeps pushing back. No, no, no. And last night she came up and she said, uh, "Are we going to do anything tonight?" And I said, "You know, no. I need to go to bed." <laughs> Right. I need to go to bed. And she starts to do the, like, super sad face. And I just said, hey, 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 hey. Yeah. Think about all the times you tell your brother that. Exactly. You, you know, this is the same thing. I also get to set boundaries. Yes. Yeah. It, it, but, it's, but we're not supposed to do that. and no. So that makes us feel bad. But we we have to apologize. We it, do. Yeah. I hate apologizing when it comes <laughs> to things like that. I will apologize yeah. for a lot of other stuff. but yeah. <laughs> But that, I'm like...
5: It's either apologize or we explain. I yeah. find myself explaining, okay, yes. these are the things that I've done or this this is what's coming up and I need you to do X, Y, and Z or this is why mm-hmm. the answer is no, or this is why the answer is maybe. That yeah. sort of thing. It's a lot of explaining and and most of these things happen at home, in the car, yeah. in the grocery store, you know, every place that we don't technically get paid for because this is our job to do these things so that they can go off into the world and be great and we're left behind
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, never to be called again. (laughs) Right, hoping that they'll visit at some point. That's right, please All right. Last time you were with us, we talked about the idea of normalizing adoption and single parent adoption in communities other than white communities as we just talked about at the beginning. Do you feel like representation has been changing at all over the last couple of years? Or are we still pretty stagnant? <laughs> uh, I would say we're still pretty stagnant. Yeah, yeah I know the answer to that one. Yeah. It's just,
5: um, I mean, again, if we can get more books that are written by women of color mm. who have adopted, if we can get oh, I don't know, a Lifetime movie or yeah. a big screen movie, or we can get some covers of some of these magazines. and things. there's things that people see, so they get in the habit of like, oh, all sorts of people adopt. So it's like, yeah.
0: Well, it's so funny. You know, there's this, you know, very important, really great, you know, movement that's been going on for a while about diversity in children's books. Yeah. And once you hear it, you're like, oh, duh. And then you go Mm -hmm. and you get books and you do that. But that call is not as strong for parenting books and or the magazines that are out there, all the, you know, classic good housekeeping, Mm -hmm. the parent magazines, parenting, things like that. You have to really search. What about the process of writing this book for you or putting it all together. Did you go into it with one thought and come out with other feelings? Did you, you know, run into anything that surprised you? Yeah. What was it like finally getting this thing finished?
5: I went in thinking, again, that collection of essays, because that had been, I'd been doing it for so long. So I think it was sort of a foregone conclusion that that would be the case. And then it turned into, well, let's make it a narrative. And the very first draft was super academic and <laughs> in retrospect, probably very boring and inaccessible. And, and so Anna was great. She was really gentle with me and she said, I know you're a private person, but we really need your story. Yeah. And that really gave me permission to kind of put it all on the table. So then the next version was just entirely too much sharing. <laughs> And I'm really grateful that she was able to pull back. She was like, we don't need to know everything. (laughs) Thank you so much. It's one thing for people people who I don't know to read it, but it's going to be something else for people I know and have grown up with who will say, I didn't know that or I wasn't aware of that because I am a person who kind of keeps it moving. So it was actually a very emotional experience, and I am not an emotional person, so I found myself feeling very vulnerable at times when I was writing. And I also had a chance, I think, to really sort of mourn the loss of my grandparents because they both have passed. I think my grandfather had already died. But I I hadn't had a chance to really mourn him. And then my grandmother died, I think, before I started writing it. My mother passed. So it was an opportunity to kind of visit some of these spaces that I had just kind of yeah. locked up and was just prepared to keep going because I've got two children and they need me and so on and so forth. And so that was, that was good. So I felt, and I feel good about the finished process. I hope to not ever be that vulnerable again, <laughs> 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 publicly anyway, Um <laughs> But it was good. I did it, and um, okay, I stand by it.
0: So, No, you should stand by it. It was an amazing book. It is really good to read. It's entertaining to read. I, you know, It's very personal. It's very easy to relate in some places and also have my eyes opened in other places, which, you know, is what we need everywhere. <laughs> so, Nefertiti, thank you so much for joining us and for writing this book, and I am... Also thankful that the right people were listening on the right day and, you know, encouraged you to get this story out there, or I'm sorry, not encouraged, to help you get this story out there. And we wish you just the most success when this comes out. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate the support and thank you so
5: very much for everything. And Teresa, thank you for your book. I think I let you know I shared it with my kids' school.
1: Yes. yes, thank yeah. you so much. It's mm-hmm. great.
0: All right. Thank you so much, Nefertiti. You're doing a really great job. Yeah, you are.
1: <laughs> that makes me feel
0: good. Thank you. <laughs> yes. All right, we'll talk again soon. Okay, sure. Take care. Okay, okay. you too. Bye-bye. bye right. send
5: a message. Pick up the
4: phone when you like.
1: Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Find out the answers to these important questions and many
5: more on Still Buffering, A Sister's Guide to Teens Through the Ages.
1: I am a teenager. And and I was
3: was
1: two. 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 Butts, 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 (laughs)
3: butts.
4: What do you look for in a book? literally if on the bag. it said like this book made me shit my pants I'd be like that's I'm buying this book yeah. like, like I think the problem with blurbs a lot of times I like that we both want to crap ourselves <laughs> over books
1: what's the best way to e-read in the tub
4: listen to that noise I'm reviewing a plastic bag today <laughs> <laughs> how do you find a good book this is the most <laughs> fucked up weird shit you've ever a read item. you're like into it, and, it. And, like hand give, it take, over take my money <laughs> I'm Bria Grant and I'm Mallory O'Mara
1: we're reading glasses and we solve all your bookish problems every Thursday on Maximum Fun
0: Oh, I really always enjoy talking to Nefertiti Austin. Me too. Mm-hmm. We can do better, everybody. Yep. So let's go out and be better. And
1: even... Everybody buy her book.
0: Everybody go Mother buy her book. so white. Yeah, that is, an, that is such an easy way yep. to let the market know yeah. that they are... We raw- want these books. We want these we books. We need these books. Yes, these books are important. Yeah. You know what we can also do? One call at a time is listen to a Mom Have a Breakdown.
4: Hi, this is a rant. that's uh, only somewhat parenting-related, but I had to make Rice Krispie Treats for some fucking awful reason. And I got all the stuff. I got marshmallows. I got my box of crispy rice cereal and my butter. And I make it. And then what do I have left over but, like, not enough Rice Krispies to make another batch and no marshmallows. So now I have this extra box of crispy rice cereal that I don't have enough of to make another batch and no marshmallows. So if I do need to make more Rice crispy treats one day, I have to get another box and then I'll have more extra crispy rice in my fucking pantry, taking up space that I don't have. So, I guess I just really want whoever makes this crispy rice cereal to have it in a six-cup box instead of a 10-cup or whatever is the fuck box this is, because that's just really stupid. Nobody buys this cereal for anything but Rice crispy Treats, and I can get the exact amount of marshmallows that I need in one package. So it'd just be really great if I could just get one bag and one box and call it a day. I wouldn't even have to measure. That would make life so much easier. Okay. I'm sorry. Thanks. You guys are all doing a great job, and the cereal company is not. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> all right. I would is, like going
1: me. This
0: is so amazing. I would like to say that, in theory, in our house, mm-hmm. we do eat the crispy rice. Yeah. cereal.
1: We used to have that growing up. My kids don't eat it now. My, but yeah, I, but I remember that putting the, up. yeah,
0: you yeah. listen to your cereal talking to yeah, you before yeah, you yeah. shove it in your mouth and destroy yeah. it. That said, I also find myself, when I have made Rice Krispie treats, mm-hmm. also being mad that, you know what, I already have a lot of cereal in my house. And this is not one that's normally on the menu. Mm-hmm. And I did, it's sort of like the hot dog's. To hot dog buns. Uh Uh-huh. Why don't those always ever match up? Yeah. They don't. There's always eight hot dog buns, 12 hot dogs, or six hot dogs. Right. It's never eight and eight. Right? And then you're constantly buying. I am sorry. That is frustrating.
1: And it's also completely It's like the stuff that we have to think Think about about. sometimes.
0: Yeah. It's the perfect symbol of that. Yeah. It's the perfect symbol of why... Is this dumb thing something I'm now going to overthink? Yeah. And it's going to – because for me, stuff like that, it's not just now i got a fucking bag of cereal, but no one's going to eat in the house. It's – I don't want to waste it. How can I use this? How can I use this? What's an efficient way to use this? Right. Like, you know, is it worth making this? Should I go get more? Should I try and figure out how to do a half batch? Like, you know – I feel guilty about waste. Yeah. I don't know. You know, yeah. like, it triggers all kind of weird stuff that yeah. now it is just, like, one more thing you have to think about yeah. in the grand scheme of things. And, no, it's not really that important. No. Nope. No, not even in the slightest. But sometimes when other things that are very important are present, I tend to focus on the one thing yeah. that's not. Yeah. Because it's much more acceptable for me to yell about that. Sure. Than to yell
1: that's about. True some of the other stuff that's, true. that's
0: presenting itself to me Well, and
1: also I feel like sometimes when I'm in the mindset of worrying about things yeah I'm not as good of a judge of what stuff Should deserves be. that level of worrying and attention yeah because my my worrying is just turned on it's all on. So it's turned on yeah so whatever's going on I'm gonna worry about it like in an equal yeah amount <laughs> Right. When that doesn't make sense. <laughs> well, because it doesn't make
0: sense. Right. You're, you're like, everybody's just so tired. Yes. That it's just like, yes. one more thing. Crispy rice. You know, it's like, I always make this like black rice salad thing that I really like, but uh-huh. I don't make it a lot because it's never enough rice in the rice bag. Like mm. I always, use. Yes. I'm going to have to buy another, another bag one. if I ever want to make right. a second. Yes. I'll always have this extra cup. Yes. Of black rice laying around. Mm-hmm. And I have zero time to think of another recipe that goes with black rice. Right. Right? None. And so you're like, I guess I, I How I have to go find, find something to, else. Yeah. I don't want to. Right. So. You're doing a good job. Yeah, you are. I'm sure somebody enjoyed those crispy rice treats. I'm sure they did. Yep. This is your life now. <laughs> 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 Let's all try and keep it together. One Rice Krispie treat at a time. Teresa, what did we learn today? I learned I missed you. And for as much as I go through phases of I should really stop sharing so much publicly (laughs) about myself and my family, I also think I might lose my mind if I didn't come in here every week and do so. Me too. So that's really the big lesson because you know what? No, one, no, no, our kids aren't listening to us about anything else we're talking about. <laughs> we learned that kids have selective hearing. Sometimes it's their fault, and sometimes <laughs> it's out of their control. We also learned probably won't end anytime soon. So the solution, yell louder. Spend more effort trying to make sure they heard you correctly until you shrivel up and die. We also learned... <laughs> so tired guys we also learned that nefertiti austin is doing an amazing job and there is still a vast and great need for more representation in parenting books and children's books and that you know this isn't niche this is our society (laughs) So let's go out and demand those books and buy the ones that are out there so that they know it's worth making more of. Everybody, we're going to be in Boston really soon. September 14th, City Space. That's right. Please go get the few remaining tickets that are there. We are very excited because, well, I I won't speak for Teresa, but I need to get away. I'm not sure if it being in the form of a uh-huh. live public yeah. show. Well, we've done it before. We have. Those are they're always fun. <laughs> Somebody always cries. Usually it's me, but
1: uh, <laughs> I need it. Oh, I absolutely do yeah. too. You can definitely yeah. speak for me too. Okay, we need it.
0: Yeah. So please come and join us. You can find out more information at onebedmotherpodcast.com under tour. Everybody. You're doing a good job. For some of you, summer is over and your children are back in school. And that comes with whatever feelings that comes with. Some people have very little children at home and they're not at school. And you are spending your time with those children. And as I pointed out at the beginning of the day, that's boring and hard. (laughs) (laughs) Look, September is coming. Things are going to look different or exactly the same. So goes life. You're all doing an amazing job no matter what the situation is. Because we all know that whatever the situation is, it's probably hard. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. and, And you're doing it. You're doing it. You're doing a good job. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. Teresa, You're doing such a good job. I see you. I want to go back to that show where we were like, oh, I feel like we should be like yelling at each other in the streets. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's unbelievable you did the things that you're doing. It is unbelievable you're doing the things that you're doing.
1: Thank you, Biz. Same to you. I mean, it's unfathomable sometimes. It is. And you're doing such a good job.
0: Thank you. We will talk to you guys Next week.
4: Bye. I got to low down Mama Blues. I got to low down Mama Blues. Gotta low down Mama Blues. Low down, Mama Blues. Gotta low down Mama Blues. Gotta low down Mama Blues. You know that right.
1: One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. Well daddy, baby, and
3: down
1: Comedy and culture. Artist owned, audience supported.